What's up and welcome to Champions of Lore, a show all about the kick-ass stories behind the some idle champions, coolest campaigns, and characters. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on twitch.tv slash CNE Games or later on your favorite podcast service, B. Dave Walters and Aaron M. Evans talk about all the idle champions lore that's fun to know about. If you're here with us live in the chat, you can leave a question that I, Trevor Bettis, will ask them later in the show. It's really hard to read this while B. Dave's dancing in my peripherals. Um, <laughs> but until then, B. Dave, Aaron, why don't you introduce yourselves and then talk about some new project that's going on. Uh, hi, I'm Erin M. Evans. I'm the author of the Brimstone Angels Saga, a uh, six-book series set in the Forgotten Realms featuring Farida and Havilar, two wonderful champions from Idle Champions. Um, I also play Cecilia on Dungeon Scrawlers on Wednesdays, but I'm going to let B-Dave tell you about the cool, exciting news. <laughs> let. It's yours. You tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're wait, muted, nope. though. You're, you're muted. muted it's, that's why I was giving you my interpretive dance so you can understand what it was I was trying to express to you. Um, first, that was no, amazing, it's, it's, by the way. It, it's ours. Sorry, podcast listeners. You got to go get the VOD of that one. Um, you really, yeah. really need to. That was some excellent dancing. Uh, uh, hi. Hello. B. Dave Walters. Say words about things. Uh, play freely. The luckiest boy. Whenever, wherever fine streaming content can be sold. Uh, in fact, uh, Aaron and I are going to be turning up on uh, Dungeon Drunks. Uh, what is it? Uh, is, wait, is that one Dungeons and Drunks or Dungeons Drunk? I, I mean, it's Lauren, Dungeons and Drunks. I've been saying I think it's Dungeons and Drunks. drunks. I'm, I'm sure Lauren's in the chat. If not, I can summon her by speaking her name three times. Lauren, Lauren. Uh, Lauren, <laughs> come to us. She, and she might bless us with the proper name of the show that we, that we did, that you'll hear on Wednesday. But, however, today, today of all days, it is a special announcement of a new show that is coming up uh, that will be featuring the lovely... Aaron M. Evans uh, as Mighty Havilar, uh, Christina Ariel as Ariza, uh, Mark Mir as Bailoff the Entertainer, Vivid Vidka as the Black Viper, um, eventually Adam Bradford as Briv, uh, and me as Dungeon Master, and uh, a couple of other surprise guests as we are doing Idol Champions Presents starting in... Two weeks, I think. And we've, got, we've got some artwork that's going to cover up my face, but it's really cool. Check there that is. out. That there it is. Yes. That's uh, that's that. You know, when when we when we got this art, uh, it was a beautiful and amazing immediately. And my only note, they were like, "Do you want any changes?" I'm like, "His right hand should be mechanical." So that's why I freely got his clockwork hand there. Yes, uh, love it. Uh, Monday, the twenty second, at I believe four Pacific, which you would think I should know because I'm the one DMing. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's a true that DM too. right there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's gonna go for six weeks. We're gonna have two, three episode, uh, two, three episode arcs, and uh, that's all I'm gonna say right now. Because if we get a little closer, we're gonna reveal a little more about what the individual story is. But it's going to be uh, a campaign that is involving uh, characters that are all in Idle Champions, and and dear friends, here's the crazy part: the game of Idle Champions is going to affect the stream. And what happens on the stream is going to affect the game of Idle Champions. Ooh. So tune in, play both. Erin is going to be wonderful as Havilar. <laughs> because she and Freely always have the best time together. And uh, uh, Jay, Jay did put in our text document. It is indeed at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and goes until 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. See? I got this, y'all. I got this. <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. Also, thank you, Jay. Uh, <laughs> 
and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to translate more for Zuni for you. So it should be a grand old time. In in the art, Trevor showed it. The art is up on the Idol Champions uh, Twitter right now. Take yep. a look. It Podcast is... listeners, uh, go go check it out on the Twitter feed because it is really cool. Yep. In fact, I'm having trouble getting rid of it off the stream because it's so pretty, but it's also covering up my face, which you know is ruining also, my ego. So I'm, I'm gonna take it down. <laughs> very pretty as well. Yes. Uh, and that is that is Luke McKay art, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. for, for anybody that, that is guessing. Shout out to our homies. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, and uh, hey, they're putting up more information right now on the Idol Champions uh, Twitter. So look at this oh my for, for cross promotion. You can go to the Idol Champions socials uh, and see more information about it that I didn't share yet. But yeah, we're going to be rolling out more over these next couple of weeks. But keep an eye out. I'm, I'm serious. This is a full transmedia project where the stream will affect the game. The game will affect the stream. So don't miss it. Uh, that is that's gonna be cool that's gonna be really cool mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm still excited really to see all that works because listeners i don't know anything <laughs> <laughs> this is cool news to me too <laughs> yep uh, um well we're gonna touch a little bit more on that uh, uh later on at the end of the show uh just so you know keep talking about it keep promoting it mm -hmm. uh but uh until then this week's episode is gonna be about cholt uh because uh last week a new hero or new champion uh came to the game human <laughs> Good old human. Human. Uh, yep. And uh, and doing uh, the, uh, the the adventure for it is set in Schultz. So we thought this would be a great time to talk about uh, the island, not island place <laughs> where dinosaurs roam and try to eat your face along with zombies. Just write a song. <laughs> I mean, oh, give me a home. <laughs> Where the dinosaurs roam <laughs> and the zombies try to eat your face. <laughs> Where seldom is heard a powerful word. And Why you, you can watch a cool dinosaur race. Yes! <laughs> I think we're good here. I don't think we have anything else yeah, to Yeah, no, that was this, this week's episode of Champions of Lore, everyone. You have a good one. We'll see you next week. We, made the, we had a dance number. We made the audio outro. There you go. Full Broadway production. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Schultz. Okay, so let let let's get uh, let's get let's get the elephant uh, out of, uh, in the room out of the way here. Uh, the triceratops out of the room. The triceratops in the room, as it were, uh, because the, those of you that, that know me uh, know I, I have I have thoughts I have thoughts on Schultz, and um, my career was launched in no small part to my very vocal saying of words and thoughts I had about Schultz. And I think it the Tomb of Annihilation was what really set the conversation in motion properly about certain culturally insensitive aspects about Dungeons and Dragons uh, that is continuing to evolve. Now, let me say this quite clearly. To Watsy's eternal credit, Watsy is a company, and Greg Tito in particular, shout out to Greg Tito, my homie, uh, <laughs> realized uh, that we were right, that, that there, there were some things that were a little tone deaf. There were some things that probably should have been run past some other people before it went into publication. And to their eternal credit, they admitted it and changed. Uh, they work with people like me. They work with people like Tanya DePass, with uh, Gabe James. I mean, a, a, a ton of a list of people that I don't, if I didn't say your name, it's not because I'm trying to swerve you there, to bring more voices and opinions to the table and change and improve the game and move it forward to the 21st century. So all of that has happened. 
Yay. Thank you, Watsy. We appreciate you. We love you. Now, that being said, there's some hot garbage in Schultz. <laughs> Tomb of Annihilation. Because <laughs> if, if you're not familiar with the setting. Okay. Again, y'all. I grade on a curve in the sense that Dungeons and Dragons is, you know, the Forgotten Realms over 50 years old now. I was at the 50th anniversary of them. And that brings with it a certain weight of the of the cultural backdrop that it was created in and then it is rooted in a lot of tolkien's mythology which brings a lot of early 20th century cultural weight with it which was rooted in finnish mythology that goes back you know into the dawn of centuries that brings mm -hmm. a certain cultural contextual weight with it you know um which in and of itself is, is not bad it's just you know times move and we go forward in in Chulton the 80s Y'all, um, I would say don't, but you know what? Do, do, do go Google some of the old 80s Schultz mm. stuff. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, I would say it was colorful, but it was the opposite of colorful. But there was pygmies, bones, cannibals, all, all of the Africa, the dark continent tropes were very present in Schultz when it first appeared. And then when, um, Tomb of Annihilation came out, a lot of that stuff was gone, but the thing that upset, well, me, I'm not going to try and speak for everybody, but that, that, that upset me personally was the portrayal of the people of color in Chult, which for the most part are the people of, of well, they're, they're the black people um, uh, in, in, in the Forgotten Realms, because I mean, I guess there's Al-Kadim, if Al-Kadim still exists. He's Termishan, some, but... Yeah, yeah, there's some other places, but for the most part, but for yeah. the most part. Um, well, because Chult is non-specifically Africa-ish-ish-ish-ish-ish, you know, with mixed with some other places sprinkled in. Um, it was very much, it very much felt like just a post-colonial narrative. That it's like, well, okay, we're not oppressed anymore, but we're still kind of living in our oppressor's shadows, you know. And, and, and our civilization is still very much a commentary on how we were defined by external forces. And I'm like... Ah, this is a fantasy game. You didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? You could have been like all the black people live on the moon. Like you could have done. You could have done anything. And we had to do this. This is what we did. This is what we did. Now, you know, um, to in in for the people that inevitably are like, well, it's just a game. It doesn't matter. Oh no. Oh no. No no. No. Let me give you a micro micro insight there. It is in games like this, in games that are about heroism, in games that are about escapism, in games that are about living into and being your best self, hopefully, um, and, and taking grand adventures with your friends, it is important to see yourself reflected in that material, to see yourself reflected uh, both in, hero in heroism and in villainy, and in villainy also. And when you finally get to see people that look like you and they're either in bondage or freshly removed from bondage when you live in a world that is defined by your bondage. That sucks a lot. So it's changing. It's getting better. But that's, mm -hmm. there you go. That's, that's backdrop chult. That being said, dinosaurs and zombies are dope. And now we'll get into some of the, you know, the, the No, no, I, I, I definitely, that, that was something that needed to be said yeah. right up front. And literally nobody better than you, because again, as you said, that that's how you that's what you started off on. Well, and, and let me let me just say this one other thing. I never felt in my experiences that there was ever any maliciousness in the people that were telling these stories. They were telling the stories to the best of their ability. They just didn't mm. know what they didn't know. 
and have actively worked to make it better. So please yeah. do not take anything I'm saying and go to Twitter and be like, B. Dave said it was, and Watsy was terrible and Tim of Annihilation was awful. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's a little tone deaf. They're actively doing better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's all. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. But also, uh, I, I realize we're, we're bouncing all over the place, but Aaron said something. Y'all, if, 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 you've, if you've ever done a show with me, when we're leading up to it, somebody will say something interesting, and I'm always like, I have started doing this with my other shows. I've done it about five times with Champions of Psychology. What are you saying? This is content. This is content. That's what it is. I literally preface it with, in the words of B Dave. My dearest friend here, who I love tremendously, Aaron M. Evans, said, you were not aware of the glory and terror that are the Terra Folk. I was not. Mm. I was not aware of the Terra Folk. Good God. I was skimming the wiki entry to make chick, you know, brush up on what I know about Chult, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. People Did, that turn into Pteranodons. You want to scare some players, have them go on a nice boat ride down a river, mm -hmm. and then one of them is suddenly picked up and flown <laughs> into the air by a giant pterodactyl man. Um, pterodons are nasty. Like, they're, they're equal parts, like... Land of the Lost, but like Savage Lands from yes. the X-Men in the 70s. Like it is all, all Oh of my that. God, you're totally right about X-Men. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's all that journey to the center of the earth-ish um, uh, thing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, uh, oh, oh, oh. oh um, you have this, like, you have a river journey and you have the Terra folk coming from above. And then you have the Aldani, which is another thing that I had forgotten was in Chult, which are the like, crab lobster people patrolling in the river with their oh, 20 yeah. trained piranhas why would you go in the river and chill <laughs> i mean that's to be a great name for uh an adventure by the way like why would you go into an adventure and chill why would you go into a river and there's gotta be a really good reason well every adventure that i've started in chill because especially right right about that time i did i did a lot of homebrew stuff because as, as i was sharing with uh uh aaron in tree <laughs> Uh, when when this first came out, as part of my part of my counterpoint to the portrayal of the people, there is I did a lot of homebrew stuff that was not that. But I always started it off with one of the things that is mentioned in Tomb of Annihilation as a random encounter, which is a dinosaur covered in a tyrannosaur covered in zombies comes like charging out of the out of the jungle. <laughs> You know what you're in for, by the way, when the first thing you experience point. is a Tyrannosaur covered in zombies goes that, right that by. Like, ah. That was literally the one thing in Chult my players <laughs> refused to fight. Like, they saw it ahead of time, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this T-Rex zombie comes rolling up and vomits out some more zombies. And they're like, we're good behind these trees. Yeah, yeah. we're um, just going to... We're we're fine. No, 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 no problem. See, see, for me, I would always pit them against the the tyrannosaur when it was still alive, and they almost always help the tyrannosaur. Almost always, almost. That's a couple, awesome. couple people just sort of dropped a fireball on the whole thing, and we're like, Let me just, <laughs> I, have, I have a more final solution here. But yeah, but 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 the Terra folk though, yeah. Um, every time I introduce one, I'm just channeling Sauron from the X Men. The the Sar Sauron, the mutant Terra. <laughs> Pterodon person yeah. from the yes. Savage Lands, not Keeper of the One Ring, who also is a D&D &D trope, but he's in a different place. Um, 
Although He's you know, in a different castle. Sora, but he can be vacationing <laughs> in Chult. Why not? That's you know? true. And they're basically like worse lizard folk. <laughs> it's mm. kind of what, what the Terra folk are. Yeah, it's um, yeah, the 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 full uh, dinosaur intelligence people are meat. That whole uh, nine yards thing in in Trevor's right. You're taking... Yeah, they they are ten feet tall and have a twenty foot wingspan. That is terrifying. Mm-hmm. That's not a pun. <laughs> I mean, it is now though. It is now. Though. <laughs> it is terrifying. You know. Mm-hmm. I do see that as like a fifties like pulp. Uh, poster now, like your players, Trevor, and they're on the boat, and like one of them's getting lifted off, and it just <laughs> says like, "Don't go into the river in Schult," and then under that, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To no. be fair, oh my god, like sound like one of those like old movie yeah. posters. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Like to be fair, I, I don't know that there's a place in the realms where you wouldn't kind of assess the situation and go, why would you go there? Because everything is constantly dangerous because that's the point of the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's true. Yeah. There's, there's, and, and if some place just seemed legit, seemed just like super mellow. It's a mimic. I would be, <laughs> it's a mimic. I would, I would be the most skeptical of that place. Right? Just like something is up here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can feel that in my soul in a game. Like mm-hmm. you find this nice quiet inn and everybody's really polite and you're like, okay, they're nope. cultists or yep. it's a giant mimic or something <laughs> wrong. And if you're the DM, you're like, it's just a place to sleep. And they're like, nope, nope. We're going to, bur- you know, break it, it, it down is. to the studs, find See- out what is happening. See, mm-hmm. this is why I like starting them off in somewhere nice and friendly, because then when they find another one, they're like, ah, oh, this is fine. It's like, nah, they're all vampires. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. to take notes. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very much from the this is too good to be true school of thought. Yeah. And, and, and my players have, um, they've all caught on to me. They, they, but they know that every once in a while on occasion, I'll, that, I'll, I'll, throw them, I'll throw them a curveball that I'm like, no, this is exactly what it seems to be. And then I'm like, but then it's not though, one of the wildest things uh, about Chult, because it's not just humans that, that live down here. There's a, there's a lot of goblins. Uh, there's a lot of uh, wild dwarves, yep. jun- like jungle dwarves, which, oh yeah, it, it was weeks. It was weird getting my head around jungle dwarves, mm-hmm. which, which I mean, let's be honest, jungle dwarves was a more culturally sensitive pygmies. That's cool. That's cool. But the idea that it's like, because I, I, I realized that you know dwarves manifest in a lot of ways, the same way drows do. But even like Dwegar live here. Dwe, Dwegar, we we've been through this. Dwe, where, where, where do we settle? Dwegar. Dwegar is that what we say? I don't remember if it's Dwegar or if that's what I say, and I'm wrong. I still, I think I still say, I think I still say Dwegar. It's funny that like we figure out the right way to do things and then like <laughs> forget in three different directions. Um, but I can spell it. Yeah. Um, uh, are also there, which like makes, which makes me wonder because I, to me, dwarves are synonymous with, with living underground, mm-hmm. you know? So when you have like a jungle variant of that, that I was just like, because then I like way overthought it, where I was mm-hmm. like, "Do do their evolutionary adaptations assist them in this environment somehow?" Like I'm like, "Do, do they have shorter beards because of it?" They well, don't, so- which bothers me so much. <clears throat> like I just, I mean, I guess it could be 
like like sloths live in the jungle and have really thick fur that's kind of long and it grows things and that's mm-hmm. advantageous but part of me is like wouldn't that just get like full of mold and algae and stuff and be uncomfortable Ooh. and sweaty it does on sloths yeah right well, we, we, already, we already know dwarves are the worst creatures i said what i said Kat. dwarves <laughs> worst creatures oh my god well so in in the uh in the little blurb they have in the 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 book says uh the albanian dwarves a cholt were driven from their uh subterranean homes by volcanic activity and those uh who didn't seek refuge in port nainzaru adopted uh to living in the jungle so i don't know how long ago that was if so it could have been it's a recent thing Um, it's long enough for them to form a culture like a distinct culture yeah right yeah, yeah, but not true. long enough to evolve in out of it, and and I mean, but in, even then, I feel like you, if you've been there long enough to make to to sort of make changes to your culture so that you're you're distinct from mountain dwarves or hill dwarves or whatever they were before. Oh, um, they also have innate spell casting. Cut your beard off. No, it's gonna be full think? of ants. Yeah. It's not gonna yeah. be good. It's just full of ants. But maybe that's how they catch the ants and then they eat them. Maybe. Like, See, that's the thing. Ants. I want the explanation because I because yeah. I feel a little like like I skimmed the wiki earlier and they're like, well, their hair covers their nakedness. I'm like, do they care? Like, well, I mean, this <laughs> wait, wait. this boy's definitely doesn't like. He's just that's a different yeah. picture. He's just yeah. walking around and having a good time. <laughs> I, I love the idea of these like very chaste puritanical <laughs> dwarves. Like like it's like the freaking. Um, Donner party, like they just got lost in the jungles of Chult. <laughs> They're very like, <laughs> do, not, do not gaze upon my nakedness. Oh, oh my god! It's just, like no, I love I love the idea that, that like they come out, they're just covered in leaves and stuff. They're like, we we got lost. We don't know what happened. How long have you been out there? Last time I knew it was March, guys. It's April. Like what what happened to you? And they're dwarves, so it's like April, but it's like fifty years later because they just lost track of time. That is, yeah, that is true. So, jungle dwarves, that's that's the that's the thing, and also a uh, uh, big goblin population, very fearsome trackers, uh, the goblins of Choltar, which again is useful when you're like three feet tall and there's zombie tyrannosaurs around. You probably <laughs> have a pretty good idea of like where they are relative to you. Seems like a good plan. Yeah, I do. I do like the the goblins of Chult. The the I think it's the Batari. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah, that's Batari. the name. I, I like them. They're cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but but you you were talking about uh, like how dangerous Cholt is. Like, why would you go there? I don't know if there's any other adventure book that has at least four types of plants that can kill you and roll initiative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> assassin vines. Big yeah. Fa- big fan of the old assassin vine. By the way. Uh, yep. Uh, then then there's the 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 triflower frond. They have like that- a uh, oh and I. Yeah, the the Ulu Thalong mm. is is like it's a, a sort of a being that in, kind of pass, possesses trees and and vines and things, and so it can follow you through the jungle. And then, oh my gosh, yep, yep, yep. Oh yeah, man trap. That's another one. Mm, okay. That's also, great. I just in looking up how to how to say that. I noticed that also mentions in the upper canopy of the jungles, black dragons were rumored to roost, and I love that. I love that oh. as a as a black dragon uh, adaptation, since they're usually like swampy I, ones. I'm, I'm a fan. Are they still swampy ones? 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> also, it tells you everything that you need to know about the jungle, that it's got enough room for a black dragon to be up in there and you may right. not know it. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a really good point because it says rumored. <laughs> and I yeah. think in a lot of, you know... Most temperate forests, I feel like there's enough space in there that if there's dragons roosting in the trees, you know. There's no rumor. You know. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. right. Right. Uh, you know what it is? There's so many reasons why people just go, like, bopping out into the jungle um, on an expedition, up to and including interest, entering a certain, you know, recently recovered tomb, uh, <laughs> and just don't come back. And so you're like, well, it could have been a giant plant. Um could have been uh, uh, jungle dwarves. Could have been uh, dinosaurs or zombies or zombie dinosaurs or uh, uh, black dragon. Right? Yeah. yeah. Biodiversity. <laughs> Just go full Ian Malcolm. Like they were. They were so concerned with whether or not they could. They they could. <laughs> yeah. Giant black dragon behind him. <laughs> yeah. It's the, with like. With oh John, my god! Inexplicably, with John Hammond's hat on, though. Imagine <laughs> running a game and like you bring out this this giant black dragon mini hit play on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no, I think you just do it. Just do it with your voice like that. I, yeah. I like that. <laughs> my players are used to me doing that. <laughs> I appreciate the smoothness with which you deployed the black dragon, so you could be there and you wouldn't even know it. That's it. That's yeah, right. That's how right? they get you. you. Never know. That's how you they get know. you. Just like that. I also think it confirms the, the, how how humid it must be if black dragons are like, yeah, I don't want to be down there. I'll be up here. So oh, back yeah. to dwarves are either doing it on purpose to cultivate algae and ants or they should be shaving. That's, you know, again. <laughs> I'm going to hit this note over and over because I I'm, sound I'm, so I'm, uncomfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm with you with the, you know, the, the evolutionary adaptation here. Not, not lining up. Not, it's not lining up, you know? Like, like you don't have to wait for evolution. Just, just you know, you, or, I don't know. Or I grew they, up somewhere extremely humid with the, all of with a lot of hair, right? And then in the last year or two, I've started side shaving, and it's so much cooler. And I don't know why I didn't know this. <laughs> I, I assume yeah. that being a teenager in Missouri in the '90s, I wouldn't have gone over great if I shaved my head. See, but I wish I, I had. Uh, I was. A I grew up in. San- oh, go ahead. Oh, go- no, no. Oh, I, I grew up in San Diego, and then went to Jacksonville, Florida, once. And I got there at night, and it was okay. And the place I was staying had AC. And then the next morning, I opened the front door and went, ah, "Why?" <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. I remember right on those that river. 100 degree heat, 100 percent humidity days oh. where you just rub your hand and it was covered in water. Like literally, you're like, "Shouldn't I need gills for this?" Breathing <laughs> washcloths. Now take that. Oh no, there's a bug on the inside of my of my light here. No. <laughs> Right, go away! It is, yeah. Hopefully, I'm not gonna ruin it. There we go. It's died. Um, it's died a warrior's death. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> that's um, uh, that like those kind of things. I always think about that. Which again, just how like nasty and like hot and oppressive it must be when you're wearing like heavy plate and stuff slogging right? through the jungle. Oh my god! Yeah. And then assassin. The so one time I'll allow chainmail bikini. That seems reasonable. <laughs> valid there. It's a valid life choice there. For, you know, every party member to just yeah. walk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, oh, man. Somebody please draw over the albino dwarf art and give him a chain bikini. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, um, it's terrifying. I, I don't know. I don't know if you, you all know much lore about them, but I just I need a gush moment about Grung because I love Grung and they're just adorable. 
and, and, and they're so much fun to use. <laughs> I have a complex relationship with Grung. Oh, really? Well, Grung have never harmed me. Grung have never done anything wrong by me. But I suffered so greatly at the hands of Murlocs. Oh, God. That there's a certain amount of transference, you know? Anytime I hear, I was just like, just PTSD, PTSD. So, <laughs> that's, that's why. But, but Grung, Grung are neat. Yes, they are. They, they are, are very, very cute. They are very cute. Also, some of them and are dangerous. poisonous. Yeah. Right. D- Dylan in the chat just said one Grung above. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a one Grung above um, uh, campaign. Um, yep. Uh, Somebody did that on the stream, but I'm drawing a blank now. Well, I, I think you can actually get it on D and D Beyond. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, but there is there is an all grung all grung campaign that is true. I, and I, you know, Dave, if you had been in my campaign, you would just been slaughtering all of them because that's the exact sound that I made for them. I just like they're murlocs. I'm just gonna use a murloc sound. <laughs> it's, it's the, right, right after your murloc noise, you just just would have been that kill bill noise. That. <laughs> And you're all like, why is this giant man in a chain metal bikini just indiscriminately <laughs> massacring Mer- <laughs> Grung? Yeah, they know okay. what they did. Here's a question. So okay. there's also, I know, they there's also Bullywugs in no. Schultz, yes. which are also frog people. Yes. How do Bullywugs feel about Grung? They're, they're, but Grung are tiny. Yeah, but Bullywugs, like, like, I mean... I think a bullywug. I don't know actually what the intent of bullywug is. I feel like they're smart enough to go tiny person, tiny frog person, big frog yeah. person. Are they like squish, gross, creep me out, or are they like like See, oh, I like you, to, you tiny me, or are they like we we'll protect you? I don't I know like that I've ever seen that. that. Like that, like a bullywug like stumbled upon some grung one time. They're like, oh, they worship a a, a frog that's bigger than them. Well, I'm a frog and I'm bigger than them. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you got Jabba's palace, and it's this bullywug with all these grung running around. Now, that's the fan art I need of Jabba's bullywug with a palace. And just imagine, just imagine the tiny little grung with Boba Fett around just standing in the back. Yeah, and, and, the, and the one salacious crumb when they're at the front. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it. it's, it's. I agree. It's like Grung are like cute little sweet frogs, and Bullywug are not that. You know, nope. um, I, I'm going to assume just because of that how imagine, this game tends like to you work. Imagine you're the Bullywug. True. <laughs> yeah, if you're like seven foot three hundred pounds as a Bullywug, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it Which like is a pers- like a human having like a marmoset? Except we're like we're kind of related. <laughs> you're pretty dang cute, and then well, also I can like. You know, rub your poison on my spear. So here's the thing. Bullywugs range from four feet to seven feet, from 100 to 300 pounds. So I feel like there's just, like, one, like, loser bullywug that's, like, 5'7", 155, that stumbled onto a group of uh, grung and is, like, the biff to their their Marty. (laughs) He just torments them to feel good about himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. See, we- See th- this is why you come to Champions of Lore for for, for all of the, the side things that you can put into your games. We show you how to read delightful these hypotheticals, pieces. Yeah. right? To to, to 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 craft your own delightful meal from the ingredients on the menu. Exactly. You know? Like I mean, really, when you break it down, like lore is is sort of opportunities for your game. I think, I think that's how you described it, right? 
Um, and so there's times where you have like, here's a pillar, here's a pillar. If I say both of these are there, what happens in between them, right? Mm -hmm. If I have a, if I have this jungle setting and I have multiple frog peoples, what do the frog peoples think about each other? There's so many choices. Um, but I don't know. I think that's fun to think about because it isn't just like fun detail, fun detail, fun detail. And once you start making those connections, like you start to create like a tapestry and, and something that's immersive and, and feels like it could be real, even if it's a little bonkers. Especially if it's a little bonkers. Especially mm. if it's a little bonkers. See, in my mind now, I have this full, like, grung, bullywug alliance to the go to war with the goblins in the jungles, and they never bother to explain it to the people. So it's just, like, massive conflict going down. And they're <laughs> like, but, but also, like, imagine, like, because they're, they're I mean, well, I'm not going to spoil that. There's there's a cool thing out in the jungle. If you go to Chult, check it out. Uh, but, like, it's it's, just wait, imagine, wait, like, wait. Just, wait. It's been like three years. I feel like the okay. statute of limitations is up on this. There, uh, there, there might be a Batari group that has a giant stone statue they can't use, but maybe they can. And there's this giant epic battle with all these grung and goblins and everything running at each other. Giant stone robot coming at them, and it just. Pff, but then, like, it pans out, and there's just some boring humans sitting at like Camp Vengeance, going, "Batari are rowdy today." <laughs> <laughs> Sipping my distilled artisan pond water. <laughs> uh, now we we have not mentioned the uh, the the largest settlement there, which uh, this is another one of those places that I've heard so many different ways of saying it, and I've read and never heard. Oh, uh, okay. But okay. I, I just always said it's it, Port Nyanzaru is how I say it. Oh, I like that. I'm going to say that from now on. See, I, I did it with Port Nyanzaru. Mine is more like that. But I have to admit, it's not a name I've ever said out loud. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's again In one my of those head, it sounds like however. Nyanzaru. But yeah. I, like, I think yeah. that makes more sense to collapse it. Uh, well, it I mean, so, sense, but. I mean, <laughs> sense. You know, um, I did check. I, I, I've not I've not seen uh, uh, an, an official pronunciation anywhere, but that's just the way that I oh. always said it. I have the book. Let me see. Uh, so again, we've forgotten so many times about that pronunciation guide. That is true. Uh, it's is straight up. Amnian, is that, that? That's not probably going to be. I'm like, no, is please. it an Amnian name? Is it come from? Does it? It has come to be. From... Yeah, it's a cult. It's a cult from Am or a, but, a, a colony from. But did Am. they name it? Is this is this is one of those things where it's like this is a rabbit hole I don't need to be going down. Or but if I do, were writing it in a book, 100, percent I would be going down this rabbit hole like do fast it. and hard. Um, if, it's an it's an Amnian settlement. So um, Am presumably named it. Did they name it with an Amnian word or did they name it with a word that people from Cholt were using, a Cholten word that they have? And did they, if they did that, did they bastardize it with an Amnian pronunciation? <laughs> and that would tell us how to pronounce it. You know, <laughs> there's no pronunciation for Port Nyanzaru, but it references Port Nyanzaru several times in other people's definitions. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing what I know of of Am, um, which uh, Am is uh, on Sword Coast, it's kind of to the south of the Sword Coast. It's sort of like a bit of a frenemy nation. I have a different relationship with Am because because of a Dark and Wish and how much in in all of it drawing on the lore of the Moonshade Isles. Uh, Lady Eliza on Snowden being an Amish spy. I am um, um, Omnian spy, not Amish. Uh, she, <laughs> be, but she doesn't have any technology in her place, so maybe. You know, Heck maybe knows. she might have people hand churn butter. I don't know. Um, I shall start a war with you because you wear colors on your clothes. <laughs> Harlot. <Yeah. laughs> Look at all that ankle you're showing off, Trevor. Oh. War! 
gonna, gonna get, so much ankle. Gonna get gonna, those are nice socks, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my Puritan dwarves here to uh, you know, <laughs> gonna, gonna gonna bring them up. We're gonna slow boat them because they don't use technology. But when they get here, war. Um, but she is a spy for Om. So in that story, Om is very much the enemy because there she's trying to foster a hostile takeover. So even though um, Om is a place, I don't necessarily think is an evil nation as such. In my mind, like the, Om. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Port Port Yanzaru is a, an Omnian settlement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't know that when I went into doing Tomb of Annihilation, so I didn't treat it like that at all. <laughs> you know, I, but I feel like the tone and texture of Port Nyanzaru is not supposed to feel like Om. Um. I think, like, by now, even though, you know, the, the timeline of the Forgotten Realms is always moving, so, you know, the mm-hmm. city's been there for years. It's uh, independent now. Yeah, exactly. It's It's like... It's a colony of Om in the sense that, like, you know, New Amsterdam was a colony. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm, I mean, we are, but we got dinosaur races. Uh, we got once once you start off with dinosaur races, like you're you're your own people at that point. <laughs> dinosaur races are so much fun. Dinosaur races are so much fun. Yeah. Well, one of my players, I uh, won on a dinosaur named Nasty Man. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, uh, Port Nine Zaru has the merchant princes, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, run everything. And it's kind of, it's kind of like they all talk amongst themselves, decide on something. And then that goes forward. I don't think there's another, uh, government group that they go through or anything like that. I think it's yeah. just them. I appreciate that, you know, again, you know, um, is, 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 frenemies with with water deep you know it's kind of like you you be up there we'll be down here type thing um Try to mercanti- mercantile it the best mm-hmm. exactly but still, still comes back to that you know we're all like we're, we're it's still it is still a uh a merchant a, a class-based merchant dominated society essentially mm-hmm. but with more dinosaurs with more dinosaurs i do know that a lot of people basically treat port nine zero kind of just like dinotopia we're like, look at the art. They <laughs> yeah. treated it like Dinotopia. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's the only. I mean, that's the best place to do it too. Mm-hmm. It's the place. It's it's the Dino place. It's the Dino place. You know what? 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 I'm surprised has not come up more often, and I myself have done in my stories. Like, um, remember. Um, well, I mean, in, in the real world, you know, Hannibal Hannibal Barca brought bought elephants over in into Italy, or uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the Lord of the Rings, the Oilafont like platforms with the um, with the archers all over the back, you know, mm-hmm. during during the war. That it's just like every once in a while, in a, in a story that's like summertime and water deep, somebody just rolls up with a boat and just like prods three tyrannosaurs off right? onto the docks, you know? <laughs> like, oh my god! Get him! You know, get him, go. <laughs> you know, it's just because you, you, you all saw Jurassic Park too. Get out there. You know what this <laughs> is. You know what this is exactly. <laughs> also, to this is you know I'm with that Jurassic Park too. I was always like, wait a second. If here's this decapit this severed arm holding onto the button, how did the Tyrannosaur get closed back inside? But never mind. I, <laughs> 
see, meanwhile, I was sitting there in San Diego watching, going, like, that's not where the docks are. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. Do you all uh, have any other uh, things you want to focus on on Chult before we get into some uh, some chat questions? Uh, let me make sure that we that we hit all of the uh, uh, do visit Chult. Um, <laughs> hopefully, you'll survive and return from there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Ubteo and the Night Serpent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that half the people there are like, the Night Serpent must not be released, and the other half are like, except the Night Serpent must be released. <laughs> They're like, but what if the Night Serpent was released? What Did if, we just party? What, 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 what if he was, though? What if he was? You know? Um, oh, she, I'm dr- hmm? sh- I think Dendar's female. Oh, really? I yeah. think Zendar's female as well, yeah. yeah. Serpent mother. Mm. Um, oh, hang on. Wait, wait. I'm drawing I'm drawing another blank. There's uh one one other thing that I that I have to say. Um and this is one of the ones that I uh, Oh, a Sararak. Yeah. I don't know. My my brain just wouldn't, oh. for, wouldn't form the word a Sararak. Um <laughs> shout out to a Sararak, my homie. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> Can't make it through a conversation Why? about this without putting that out there. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, he he he's fun times. Um, also, you know, if you're running a campaign in there and a Syrax running around, just remember that is an excuse to throw literally whatever you want onto that island because maybe he got bored and brought it there. Uh, <laughs> he's got some time on his hands and some yep. power. So it's the reverse that I was like, why don't you take Tyrannosaurus to Waterdeep? It's like he's there and he's just like, you know what, Cyprian, nobody, no, God dang it! <laughs> I was going to say polar wear. Yeah. Polar wear in the middle of the jungle. Oh, man. Then you can just have a whole campaign that's lost. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how... like Okay, so we already already alluded to where we're from. I have never seen a sadder thing than the polar bear at the Little Rock Zoo. Like, could you imagine how the polar wear would be in Chult? And then you're just like, boom. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, the the polar bears in San Diego sit next to those fake snow drifts and they're just like what is this mm-hmm. what is this what is this supposed to be mm-hmm. um <laughs> do, but, do uh, the frost giants can the frost giants make like frosty areas around them yes so maybe you know it's just gonna work really hard that's true that's true <laughs> which it's is like- its own problem because then you've interrupted that all that biodiversity we talked about no but think about it though but like how like gross because you know when you get sweaty and you're all sticky mm-hmm. and, and everything you know what i mean like this like one polar wear would be like pig pen from the peanuts of, like, <laughs> this swirling mass oh, yeah. of just grossness around it and just mad trying all to the freeze, time trying to freeze swirling all the jungle masks. Yep. so it's stopping so hot it's true. jumping I, in that that river and freezing all the all the aldani out Nope. They're trained piranhas. I mean, <laughs> do you imagine how much patience and time it must take to train a piranha? Well, I mean, you could get right? it to do one thing. Like, one thing it's super clear <laughs> on. But, yeah. But when you're like... the thing like, of bitch. wait to do the thing. Yeah, right. Hold, na- like, hold, 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 hold now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's hop over to the chat and see uh, what the what they have. Uh, let's see. Froxus820 uh, says, uh, I want to know what battle is on Aaron's whiteboard. Oh. <laughs> that what? is some noodling for a book that I'm noodling. working on. What um, battle the, isn't on her board back there? Right, the str- <laughs> the, the, the struggle of the author. That's the battle on her board. 
I, I will just I say. I need to clear it up because I because it's because I should put something back there. Your friend Aaron, who I will not name, your friend has the same thing going on behind them, and I was like, I I understand why you guys are friends. <laughs> I saw it. It's it's just like either they're invading, you know, Europe or working out uh, a, a a choppy act too. One or the other. One yep, or the other. Yep. Um. <laughs> So my friend Kyle is in the chat again, and he says, "Is it possible the to polymorph a, a tropel into a cow?" Oh, hi, yes, Kyle. Kyle, it is because you did it. <laughs> is, is it possible to poly polymorph a who into a what now? Is it possible to polymorph? Uh, we'll get your opinions on this. Is it possible to polymorph an atropel into a cow? I mean, if it fails to save, and it did, yeah, and it had advantage. <laughs> But that's because I was rolling the dice. I uh, <laughs> would not suggest barbecuing that cow. In any so here's the thing. I had to end that campaign really quick because one of the players is leaving. So I just had it that uh, an outside force used wish and turned the cow permanently or made it permanently a cow. Mm. And then my players in their headcanon took that and called it a cow tropel and started a farm on Chult and make the best cheese anywhere in the race. <laughs> It's also now missing, and that is a plot point in my games. <laughs> I mean, considering it's surrounded by about 17 things that could eat it, um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of places where it could be. Oh, no, they, they, they found out uh, where it is. They just don't know how to get there because they have no way to get to Theros. Anywho, uh, Trontarian uh, says, uh, <laughs> God dang it. He says they're terrifying, but spelled it like pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the gag. That, that's that was the gag. Yeah, yeah that was that's yep. the Wait, yep. hang on. Wait, Trevor, did you not realize that was the gag? <laughs> no, I got it. it was the gag. I just <laughs> saw it now, and it was like, it spelled out. Mm. I got it. <laughs> Act one callback. Act one callback. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's like, it's like my sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't get to call me that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sil uh, Silver Anna Anatholus uh, says, uh, Durgard are bald, aren't they? So that no. would that would take care of one part of the hair. Oh well, or no, they, no, they have beards. Yeah. yeah, they're bald some headed, but do, they got beards. Some of them don't. Yeah, I yeah. love that fourth edition artwork that made it look like it was a giant metal shield attached to their beard. Yeah, I've seen both. They seem uh, less attached to their beards than like hill yeah. dwarves. Well, I'm, I mean, well, no. Here's what here's what's messed up because I was about yeah. to say because you know when they're shimmying through the nooks and crannies and the underdark, it's easy to get snagged on stuff. But theoretically, that's what dwarves are for. So. It's um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is a form of like uh of 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 like um, uh, lubricants. Not the word I'm looking for, but like the beard slides easier, and that's why you can <laughs> punch through things. The guy get real oily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Jay has made oil. me aware that Dylan in the chat has brought up the infamous displacer beast cheese now. <laughs> I think that's another thing that uh, that farm should start selling. I was going to say, they can't find their cow tropel. They should, you know, branch out. Displacer beast cheese. I might make them do that. That's great. I'd try it, I'd try it at least once. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jellybro11 says, imagine if you were to hear uh, a growl and you think it's a big cat and instead it's just a giant dragon looking down <laughs> on you. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, a jaguar. Oh, no. Oh, it got worse. <laughs> It's, I, I don't know um, uh, if, if at, the, at the risk of uh, 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 this is another movie that the statute of limitations is up on. The Departed. 
Uh, yeah. If you recall, at the very last second, like Matt, Matt Damon walks into the apartment and the person is there to kill him. And he turns and he freezes for a second and then he goes, okay, so wait. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how it is with the dragon. You're like, ah, you're like, oh, no, it's 100%. Dragon, come on, hold on, wait a second, wait, wait. No, wait a wait, minute. Wait, wait, you got to give me a chance to get yeah. prepped at least a little. Exactly. I mean, you're, an, you're an intelligent creature. We can talk this through. Exactly, right? Like, that's the benefit. A jaguar is going to be like, hungry, chomp. Mm-hmm. And a black dragon, you might be able to reason with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let me ask you just one quick question. Poison gas breath. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no. Black uh, dragon acid breath. Green dragon. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Either way. Uh, bleh. I mean, Jar-war- at some point, does it matter to you? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it's gross and it killed you. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's gross and it killed you. That right there is the tagline of the Chult Travel Society. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross and it killed you. Yeah. Either the thing was gross or you are gross. Although, do play Tomb of Annihilation, kids. You can go and die and not come back. Not come back. Garwar says, Jungle Dwarves, wasn't that that headmaster at that magic magic school? And while I'm me- I'm pissed off at that uh, that franchise right now, all I could hear in my head was, Jungle Dwarves! <laughs> See, I went straight to Morris Day in the time. My Jungle Dwarves. Yes! In a legally distinct manner. <laughs> Uh, Oba Lauren uh, says, uh, see, "See, we did summon her. Hey, uh, this is this is talking about the the Jurassic Park thing with Chult. Every dragon kill can be prefaced by saying, clever girl.' Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Ugh. Uh, Garwar says, uh, "Wouldn't the chainmail uh, get uh, hot in the sun, though? Well, no, because you're so sweaty, it doesn't even matter. You're, I assume um, under the canopy too. Yeah." Yep. So you won't get that scorching metal, but also ugh, just imagine like... the tan lines when you take it off, though. Like you go, you go back to you go back to Neverwinter or wherever, and you're in like you know the the cathedral changing, and they're like, "What happened there?" <laughs> Harlot, look at all Harlot. <laughs> Smite. Yeah. Smite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! I think this had to do with uh, we were talking about one growing above being an adventure on D and D Beyond. She uh, she says, "Yep, Chris Lindsay, bless his heart." So yes, Chris Lindsay made that. Yes, I was like some. I was like somebody played that one, and I was trying to remember who. Yeah, it was Lindsay. I mean, I think he yeah. wrote, wrote it too. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robo Goblin One says, "I for one love frog people." <laughs> That's good. That's good. Just no one that licks their eyeball should be trusted. <laughs> I want that to put that on a shirt doodle. just to confuse people. <laughs> just walk around with that. <laughs> Especially because it's irrefutable. Like, you read it, and you're like, yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. but why? Yeah. <laughs> but why? Was that, was that its line you have to draw in the sand? <laughs> <laughs> seems like it should come with that line. <laughs> hey, look, I'm not here to king shame you, Aaron. But- you know? <laughs> but, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Jellybro11 says, uh, imagine if all grungs sounded like Kermit the Frog when they speak common. <laughs> but we're like terrible. You will not escape from the jungles of <laughs> We will decorate the forest with your entrails. <laughs> you know what? Oh, God. Jellybro, you've done me a favor. <laughs> now I like grungs. Now now I got I got I got a different thing to hook them into from Murlocs. Now they can be murderous Kermit the Frog. 
I don't, but see, now I'm combining it with the plot we came up with earlier, where it's just like, you will not go in. I can't do a cover of the progress. You will not go in here. We worship the beautiful piggy. <laughs> but piggy's like a flesh oh golem. Oh, oh. No, 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 wait. What's the pig demon? We were just talking about the pig demons. Um, oh, 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 a dredge. Yeah. 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 Piggy's oh my god! <laughs> but it looks like Miss Piggy. <laughs> it's got like a like a robe, but the, like a like a uh, uh, wig, but the wig is Giant made of but it's made out of Dwegar beards. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you bring the Lord to life at your home table. Kirby, which adventures did you bring me today? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Evil Emperor Zerg says, uh, if I remember correctly, Chris Perkins pronounces it as uh, Nyan Zaru. Yeah, so that that's how Nyan. Perkins pronounces it. But again, pronounce however you want. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> I think this is in reference to. Oh God, yeah. Oh, you know what? I think I think Valora's right. Isn't that how uh, Christina Ariel showed up in uh, Dice Camera Action Waterdeep, riding a giant T Rex as a queen? Yes, she did. Yay! I remember watching that one. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All Bad seems ass. to be. In, if anyone would, let's be honest. It's true. It's true. Very on brand. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rival Evolution says uh, dinosaurs are awesome in general. Uh, there are so many cool species and new discoveries made all the time. And Jay agrees. Dinosaurs are awesome in all caps. <laughs> this is another one of those things that it all. I always felt bad about that. It's like you know, the C, the CR system of D and D is is always it's always weird and it doesn't quite line up. But it's you know you you just try and and, and find things that are like an appropriate challenge. I just feel like. None of the dinosaurs rank as heavy as they should, though, because like a Tyrannosaur is like a CR six or seven or something, you know. And, and I'm like, yeah, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, feel like feel like it should it, it should place a little more uh, admirably for its class, really. But because uh, I feel like a full grown Tyrannosaur is equal to a young dragon, personally. But you know, mm. yeah. That's, um, so usually I try to read these in order, but one caught my eye down there. Doc, the Dr. B is here in the chat. Hey, Thank you, Dr. B. Hey, Dr. B. And I just, I just love this because I just assumed that he came into this late because it just says, um, Displacer Beast Cheese and Beard Lubricant? What? <laughs> First of all, welcome you're welcome. to the show. <laughs> you're welcome. We didn't even get into the hipster beholder and we can't make it through a week without mentioning Orcus in his boombox. There you right? go. Yeah, we're all compounding we, we're building lore the show has its own lore see we're showing you all in real time uh someone says matt or uh, cassius 335 says uh, imagine kobold's platform riding a mammoth that's close enough to an elephant right <laughs> yeah that's true human can get his hands on a mammoth yes mm -hmm. i mean of um, course human is just a very normal person that like absolutely that he's just, just a, a normal man Norm normal man. <laughs> uh, this question is from Kid Like One Hundred One. Uh, question for Aaron. Mm -hmm. He's it, it, admittedly says unrelated. Uh, does uh, Frida's name uh, mean anything in English? Because in Arabic is a very common name that oddly means unique. It is from the Arabic name. It's actually the Persian version, I believe. Um, which I don't know if I would do again. But it was uh, originally she was a character I played who was very different in the end because what makes a good character in a game is not necessarily what makes a good character in a, in a novel. Um, but uh, originally when we were talking about how to dis 
distinct make uh distinguish time and there and dragonborn there were a couple language groups that we said okay pull things from pull, pull con- like sound concepts from these um and i just really liked the name so i used it and then i just i was like i love this name yeah. um i think i established in draconic it means uh oh no i don't remember havilar means ruby in draconic because i said so um, I want to say Farida meant treasure, but I don't know that's for sure. Um, speaking, speaking of Draconic, I, I, it's I, my I'm pharmacist's going... name too, which I was <laughs> a little weird about. I love it. Uh, nice. I, I, speaking of Draconic, I, I, I got a, I got a spotlight aired for a moment. I was streaming with my friends on Friday. We were playing Divinity Original Sin 2, and I decided to make a lizard person. And Aaron had already said hi in the chat and everything. And everyone's like, oh, what are you going to name your lizard person? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I want something kind of like draconic. Wait, what am I doing? Aaron's in the chat. Aaron, what should I name it? And she puts it in the chat. Let me get my spreadsheet. And I I love Aaron so much just for that one sentence. Listen, <laughs> let me give you like like a big fantasy writing tip. If you are not great at making up names on the fly, that can really throw... Like, if that's something you just do naturally and you and it's easy and you don't have to think about it too hard, do what you do. But um, for me, like, I want to find the right name. And that... So I'll hit those points and I'll go, oh, now I have to stop. So what I do when I have a new project, once I've kind of gotten an idea to, like, feel out, like, this is... So this is the kind of culture I'm, I'm, I'm creating and this is the kind of sounds... I will make a spreadsheet that is just a huge list of names. You're like, here's male names, here's female names, here's gender neutral names, here's last names. And so then when I have the character, I can look at that list and go, they feel like a Reshvemi, I think was the name you ended up Yeah, that was the one that I did, yeah. Um, So that I don't have to do that on the fly because it can really throw a wrench in the works. You know, while we're sharing our secret tips, then uh, that is how Aaron does it with the names. How I do it is there's a there's a website that is called Wordstuck, um, in in it's the website is so so, but it was a big thing on Tumblr and all this stuff for a while. So I will go into Google search in parentheses that runs word space stuck. And mm-hmm. then the concept that you want, like fire or anger or rage or violence, and it pulls unique words from all over the world um, that reflect the concept. Yeah, and that's nice. where I pull a lot of my names from. I'll like break it, break it down, or like vary it just slightly. That's a, a lot of my NPC names are just straight up words from obscure languages. That's true. Both of those methods are way better than mine of just staring at a keyboard and making sounds with letters I look at. <laughs> Anywho, uh, this the last one I'm going to read before we do some more uh, more plugs, uh, and this is purely for me, uh, it was uh, uh, Silver Anthalus, uh says, who's on Displacer Beast milking duty? That is a halfling whose stage name is Stachio Mansley. Um <laughs> Purely for me. That's from my campaign. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do from uh, from the chat. We're running a little late, but um, I, I still want to talk uh, more about the uh, the show that was announced today because not everybody was here. B-Dave, why don't you let them know what is going on? February 22nd, 4 p.m. Pacific. Our new show is launching, featuring players that all have heroes in Idol Champions, including Aaron M. Evans will be playing Havilar, Mr. Mark Mears, Bailoff the Entertainer, uh, Christina Ariel as Ariza, Vivid Vivka as the Black Viper, uh, not in the first arc, but soon, uh, Adam Bradford <laughs> as Briv with some special guests. And uh, I see in the time that we've been talking, CNA Games put up that the first one is going to be the unfair seas um 
but I'm not going to say anymore because I don't know how much you already know about what that is, and I don't want to ruin the surprise. But I will say follow CNE Games on Twitch, or uh, well, yes, on Twitch, where we are now, but also on Twitter because they've posted more stuff today already. They posted our super dope artwork, and we're going to be announcing more things over the weeks leading up to it. But the most important thing is the stream will affect the game, and the game will affect the stream. So pay very close attention to see what you got to do to be a part of it. But it's going to be a grand old time. Oh, yeah, and I'm DMing it with uh, my lucky boy Freely will be there also. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm DM again. I did see something at the beginning of the show, the chat that was just like, yeah, the players will get there at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. DM will show up around five. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I, I'll, I'll I'll roll in at a breezy 3:50. Like, hang on. It's, no, we're, we're, yeah, we're good. Yeah, I'm like, and roll initiative. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I, I, I but I, I will see, I'll give like one little peek right here. There's definitely gonna be uh, some NPCs you will get to name. Uh, you all will help affect uh, which bosses they face. You will help affect how powerful the bosses they face are. So if oh, you no. like being terrible. Oh no! Please do it. I've never seen Aaron go. What have I signed up? <laughs> I was talking to a friend like um, about she. So in our our game um, that we play on Dungeon she has this character Artemisia. She really likes her character, and she she's like, I really don't want her to die. Like. That stresses me out a lot. And I was thinking about that in the context of this game. I'm like, well, if you kill Havilar, <laughs> she's still going to persist in this game. Yeah. He sure. can't make this novel disappear. It'll be fine. All right. Yeah. That made me think of like the old Penny Arcade podcast after AOFL died. And Scott Kurtz is like, Binwin cannot die. I've built a lot of merch around him. <laughs> Hey, resurrection magic exists in D anD. d It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, sure, but that is going to bring us to the end of the show. Aaron, B. Dave, where can people find you, and what awesome things are you working on? You know what? I, I always I always end up uh, stealing stealing the last minute of spotlights. I'm going to give this to my wonderful friend Aaron M. Evans. I'm everywhere. Follow me on the Tweetograms at B. Dave Walters. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Aaron M. Evans. Um, I uh, should sorry. I play Cecilia on Dungeon Scrawlers uh, Wednesdays at 6:30. Um, last week we did a ridiculous thing that you guys unlocked, or that our fans unlocked, um, where we played cats in the Dreamlands, um, and that went well. But we didn't get to the end, so we're doing it again. More being cats. Hopefully, we're not permanently cats. <laughs> this is in our, our our waking humanoid lives were just a dream um yeah those are my places and soon champions <laughs> resents hey and apparently wednesday on uh, D- uh lauren's in the chat i hope she said the right name i think it's dungeon drugs yeah wednesday oh yeah that's the thing we did yeah so there you go <laughs> that was the highest level game i've ever played oh, <laughs> it was exciting now it is your turn to be my sweet summer child we'll talk we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk, talk. <laughs> I need an NPC with that voice. <laughs> um, you can find me on Difficulty Class every Friday and on Twitter at uh, the Trevor. I almost said at Difficulty Podcast. I mean, you're not wrong, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Trevor. There is an A hiding in there. Uh, thank you for to Jay for moderating in the chat Damn. as always, and thank you to Wait, Codename. Oh, you oh. got the little thing you do tomorrow as well. I- <laughs> 
I haven't put it in there yet. Okay. Yes. Uh, also, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm the host of Champion Psychology, which uh, is every Tuesday here on twitch.tv slash CNE Games. Uh, and is with the Dr. B and Mitra Jordan. And it is a really good conversation time, uh, openly talking about mental health. And uh, we've had a blast doing it. And we hope you join us tomorrow for it. And so on <laughs> and continually um but yeah uh thank you to jay again uh thank you to codename entertain for letting us talk about some D. &D. uh if you missed any part of the show you can catch what you missed uh today at 2 p.m on your favorite podcast services and if you have any suggestions for future topics you would like to hear us do you can send those into champions of lore at codenameentertainment.com uh if you're here with us live in the chat uh be sure to stick around at 1 p.m for improvised champions and uh if you're not with us live in the chat we hope you're here with us next week at 11 a.m pacific standard time here on twitch.tv slash cne games but until next time champions out <laughs> <laughs>